Welcome everyone to the most positive and empowering podcast for people with ankylosing spondylitis on the planet. My name is Sky Denton, and this is the place where people are learning to not just cope with chronic pain, they're learning to heal from it and move on, not in pain, and living very fun and productive lives. So it is an absolute honor to be here. Today, myself, Sky Denton, and Peter Winslow, we talk about some really fun things. To preface this podcast, I want to give you just a couple things to think about. One, I want you to think about the importance of celebration in your life. I want you to think about something that you can celebrate. I know for sure that people with ankylosing spondylitis, they can have a hard time finding things to celebrate. What I want you to do is find something. I want you to relish in the rewards of some success. Maybe it's just finding this podcast. Maybe it's something in your family relationships. Maybe it's something in work. And allow yourself to feel good. Allow yourself to enjoy whatever success that you have in your life that's worth celebrating. And when you do that, the psychological processes and the the biochemistry in your, in your body will all shift and it'll upregulate your immune system. And the more we celebrate things, the more our brain actually looks for and finds things to celebrate. That is one way that we begin to cultivate a practice of wellness that gets us out of the ditches of pain and disease and into the riches of health and wellness and abundance. So, we will talk more about that in the podcast. The next is taking ownership. There are far too many people standing on the sidelines that have AS that are not willing to take ownership of their life. And if that is resonating with you at all, then I encourage you to take as much ownership over your health, as much responsibility over your health and your life as you can. Because I absolutely know that if we are not willing to take ownership and responsibility for our life and situations in it, even something like a disease like ankylosing spondylitis, at the same time, if we can't take responsibility and ownership, we are forfeiting the ability to do something about it. If you can take a ton of responsibility and ownership over your, your life, you also have the ability to change a ton of things in your life. These things are intimately connected. So think about ownership as you listen to this podcast. We also talk about the difference between doing things to get happy and being happy and how Peter's coaching and my coaching, what they do is they teach you tools to be happy, even though you have ankylosing spondylitis and what happens in your body when you learn these is that the body comes more into balance. Pain goes away. We learn to look at life a little differently in ways that are more positive and empowering and optimistic and very real and authentic that allows the body to relax, that allows, allows inflammation to leave. And when inflammation leaves, pain leaves. And then we hold that state long enough, the neurological wiring in our brain changes, and that's where the real, real healing happens. So think about the difference between being and doing and how we can run around in life trying to do things that make us happy instead of becoming happy, being well. And that is what we teach in our coaching practices. We also introduced Peter Winslow's Habits That Heal lesson number two, and that's a fantastic one. And again, at the end, I have a fun story of 
of what success looks like in my life. And it has to do with carrying a heavy, awkward thing for a long distance when I couldn't do things like that in the past. So thank you for joining me. I'll catch you on the end of this conversation for a quick summary. Let's begin. Welcome back, Peter. How are you? Skyler, good to see you, sir. Hey, I'm doing great. Life is good, man. Life is good. Good. I'm happy to hear that. And before the call, you said that you had a ton of clients coming in. How great is that? Yeah, the floodgates are open. Got them from all around the world, seeking what we're uh, giving them. You know, it's great to be able to share wisdom and information with people that makes a difference in their lives in such a positive way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We are blessed. It's, it's an honor to be here talking about what we get to talk about. And as you mentioned, I think in the last podcast, this is a celebration for us to be here, to be happy, to be healthy, and to be assisting other people in accomplishing the same goals that we had for ourselves as far as getting out of pain is, is such a gift. So that is actually one of the premises of uh, creating wealth. Celebrate. Celebrate often. Mm-hmm. Life is a celebration. You can celebrate in small ways and large ways, but celebrate your victories. Mm-hmm. And it leads to more and more larger and larger victories in life. So celebrate often. Yeah, we get to celebrate through this podcast. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. So I have a fun little story. So me, so I'm 33 years old and three of my very best childhood friends that I grew up with in Wyoming, we put together a guy's camping trip every year. This is our seventh year doing it. And the very first year we ever did it, I was in really poor physical shape from AS and irritable bowel syndrome and psoriatic arthritis. And I was on tons of medications and I was having a very, very hard time on this camping trip. And at the same time, I had recently started coaching with you, maybe two or three weeks prior to this original camping trip. And I remember, I remember some of our conversations and I was sharing what I was learning from you with some of the the guys on this camping trip. And I was just like, you guys need to hear this guy, Peter Winslow, talk and hear what he's saying because he's teaching me stuff that is so different than anything I had heard until then. And all of it was relating to like how my life could be better. And it was, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. And you came up in conversation just last weekend on the seventh annual guys camping trip. And we were laughing about like what, what mind opening wisdom you were sharing at the time and how I've integrated that. I've shared it with my friends. They all see tremendous benefit in it. And now it bleeds all the way through into like my current health, my coaching practice and building this podcast with you and creating an even larger audience. And so I just want to like thank you for the wisdom you're sharing because it's impacting a lot of different people. And it's fun that you came up in conversation on the guy's camping trip. Well, that's an interesting anecdote. Thank you for sharing that with me. I had no idea until you told me. Yeah. But uh, we're making differences in the world, large and small, that change people's lives again for the better. So what could be more rewarding than that? So it's kind of neat to know that uh, people are talking about me around the world. Yeah. Yeah, as they should, as they should. (laughs) (laughs) So we talk about a celebration and how you just said one of the important things in life is to celebrate. Often. 
often. And you, you connected that with, with wealth, with success. How would you correlate that to people that are in pain, that are looking to improve their lives and, and create remission from ankylosing spondylitis? How can they celebrate and celebrate often that'll help get them on track to living a better life? Yeah, so that's a big jump, isn't it? It is. So I can well imagine what it was like when I had the symptoms of AS back in the day and somebody told me to celebrate in those days. I'd have said, celebrate what, you jackass? <laughs> probably would have triggered my would, anger. Me too. I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes, it's a big leap, isn't it? Uh, so there's much to be understood here in ways that you probably haven't heard before or been exposed to before. But these are the secrets that come out of some of the wisdom schools of ancient uh, Egypt that talk about the fact that you can be the state regardless of what's happening in the world around you. So to be happy, for instance, what do you think is easier? To do something hard so that you can get something valuable so that you can become the state of happiness or just to be happy? Which do you think is easier? I would say that the easiest is probably to be happy. And that being said, most of our programming is to go out and try and get something that's going to make us happy. That's right. And so the Egyptians taught and others subsequently to be happy anyway. And that's a big part of what I coach people to do and, and teach people how to do because people know how to be unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows how to be unhappy. Yeah. It's epidemic around the world. But how do you be happy? So that's part of the coaching and training program that I put together is to show people how to be happy regardless. And then that changes things because as you believe, so you receive. And as you think, so you get. And the body follows the mind and all the rest of it that you're aware of. So, yeah, that's where I would start with somebody who's in a lot of pain and low tolerance for uh, energy and, you know, feeling depressed and so forth and so on. Teach them how to be something instead of how to try to go get. Yeah. Okay. So, so when a client signs up with you, for example, and they're in a lot of pain, they don't want to be in pain anymore. They're being they, in pain. Agreed. And That's so what they're being. And so what changes when they start being happy? Like what, I mean, that's kind of a simple answer, like, oh, they just get happy. But beyond that, what changes in their body? What changes in their relationships? What changes in the rest of their life when they learn to stop chasing something that's going to make them happy, they think, versus becoming happy? The first thing that changes is brain chemistry. So the neuropeptides and neurotransmitters of the brain change their expression. So when you're happy, you feel the feel-good hormones. And that cascades down from the brain through the body and makes changes to the body that feel better. So you can actually, it's, it's proven fact that if you smile a lot, yeah. you'll feel better. Yeah. Because you're yeah. changing the neurotransmitters and the peptides in the brain that uh, respond to your body-mind complex. So that's the first thing that changes. Second thing that changes is your e external world. So your relationships, your career your um, health, you know, your outward health and your pastimes, your habits, all that stuff changes based on a thought. 
So most people's thoughts are working against them and they don't even know it. And that's one of the things I train people in the uh, AS Recovery Challenge group coaching program is how to change, make those changes effortlessly so that it changes everything in the body. And people are amazed. They're blown away what it feels like when they're not unhappy anymore. Mm-hmm. It feels like to be joyous and loving and giving and, and blessed and grateful and all that. That changes the chemistry in the brain. Yeah. Okay. That's so the first thing to do. Yeah. So thinking about the times when I was in a tremendous amount of pain, it was really hard to hear something like, oh, just be happy. Celebrate. <laughs> celebrate right. right. So, and now, now I get it. And what you're talking about with the, the neural chemistry and the brain and everything. And so for those people that really like what you're talking about, but it still seems a little far out there for them to reach. I'm curious what kind of like pep talk you have for them. Like what kind of cheerleading can we do for them to let them know that it really is within like, it's very realistic to do. Yeah. So I'm not really much of a cheerleader. (laughs) I can do it of course. And I've done it and there's a time and a place for that. But what I would have people understand Skylar is that you can do this. This is entirely possible. I've done it. Others have done it. People do this all the time. They go from being unhappy to being happy. And they do that by controlling their inner world, their thoughts, their beliefs, and their behaviors all stem from that. So you can do this. You really can. You just need to learn how. You know, I have people join my recovery challenge all the time and say, I already know the mind-body complex, but I'm still in pain and I don't understand why. And I turn them inside out. With information by the time they're in the second or third module they're like oh my god i had no clue i would have never figured this out mm-hmm. so people keep doing what they've always done and they keep getting what they've always gotten so if i would were to be a cheerleader or to give somebody hope and to let them know that this is possible for them as well it's just know that you can do this you can do this with the proper guidance and the proper training i had to take it of course it took me 10 years to overcome my AS symptoms because I didn't have a coach and there was no books written on the subject in those days. So I had experiences in life that taught me what was really important to me in life, like a near-death experience of which I've had two, where I learned that there's more than I thought. And in fact, thinking isn't who I am. I'm the one who hears the thinker. I'm the one who witnesses those thoughts in my mind. And that's a big concept for people to swallow because they're thinking about thinking and trying not to think and trying to think positively. Thinking positively doesn't work, does it? I can sit here and think all day long, I am a bird, I can fly, I am a bird, I can fly, and be as positive as I want to be about all that, and it's never going to happen. So just thinking positively is not enough. We need to learn how to think positively, but what we need to do mostly is learn how to be happy yeah yeah and there are very specific coaching tools for that i can really vouch for what you said about people coming in thinking they understand the mind-body connection i was the same way and then you you turn them inside out with all kinds of, of new information and that's exactly what happened to me that's that's what we were laughing about on the guy's camping trip was basically me being like turned inside out with an entirely new way of thinking about life and and of health 
Right, indeed. Yeah. It worked fast, didn't it? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that wasn't too bad at cheerleading. I know that after after AS, you became a bodybuilder, and I did see some photos of that, but I never saw you bodybuilding with pom poms in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I had other buddies who did stuff like that. <laughs> I'll leave the cheerleading to Tony Robbins. He's good at that. He's very he, good. Yeah, he is good at that. Yeah, you you have a a very specific coaching model that is it's a transformational practice that you do. There's no doubt. The Winslow way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you are willing to share some really awesome information on this podcast, and I'm very grateful. Two episodes ago, you shared one, the very first Winslow habits that heal. Apparently you have a number of these and you're willing to share the second one today. Is that correct? Yeah, I've got a couple dozen habits that heal that uh, if people understood and practiced would change their life rapidly and for the better. So yeah, we, could, we, we, uh, we went to number one uh, last time I was with you or the time before that. Mm-hmm. You can go to number two today if you want. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to. People were really interested. The feedback on that was awesome. And I know that, I know that people would love to know what, what the next one is. Do you want me to share it or do you have it there? I have it in front of me here. So you say, so Winslow's Habits That Heal, lesson number two. Stop fighting and start building. Says it all, doesn't it? And I'd love for you to elaborate. So... Stop fighting what you don't want because that's giving attention and energy and your personal power to what you don't want, which makes it loom larger in your life and start building what you do want. Let go of what no longer serves you. You don't have to fix anything. You don't have to go back and find out why this happened to you and do all the analysis to figure out whose fault it was and how you got this way and you know what the genetics are and why you have to experience what you're experiencing. You got plenty more room in your brain to let all that stuff go and focus on what you do like. Focus on what really lights you up, Skylar. Focus on what turns you on. See how that changes the brain chemistry. See how that changes your life. And you'll notice results immediately and rapidly going forward. Mm -hmm. So stop fighting what you don't want. That's what everybody's doing. They're fighting illness, fighting disease. Fight, 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 fight. That's the first counterintuitive principle that I've learned and taught others. Stop fighting. Stop putting all your energy against something that you don't want and start putting all your energy into what you do want. Learn to be happy. Learn to be healthy. Learn to act like a healthy person acts and put your attention to that. So there's a quote from Socrates in that uh, Habits That Heal, right? Yeah. And the quote is, the secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. That's the secret of change. Yeah. Successful change. And that's what everybody wants is to change. You know, people who are in pain and suffering, they want it to change at some level of awareness. They, they know that that's true. But on deeper levels of consciousness, maybe they don't want it to change so much. You know, maybe it's preventing them from having to face deeper issues or go back to work or, you know, take responsibility for what happened in their lives. Mm-hmm. None of that is necessary in order to be happy. You just have to learn to be the state. And you can't speak a state of being. You can't do a state of being. You can't explain a state of being. You have to just be the state. You have to be what we're talking about here. 
So it's much like tasting honey. If I try to explain to you what honey tastes like, and I say it's thick and it's cloying and it's sweet and it's golden, you still don't know what honey tastes like until you taste honey for yourself and be that state of tastership. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with this. Mm-hmm. Be the state. And that's one thing that people try to think their way into. And being isn't thinking. If being were thinking, you would have already done it. Yeah. Okay. So put your focus on what you want and be the state. Yeah. Instead of spending all your currency and all your energy fighting against something. And as we've mentioned in previous podcasts, that's where a lot of people stay. They stay in this fight mode of trying to, for example, I was on the phone the other day with, with someone who might sign on for coaching and the language this person had around AS, there were words like fight, conquer, destroy. Yeah. That, that was, that Good was, luck. and right. So that's, that's the, that's the fight energy you're talking about. Well, our, our entire culture teaches us to fight for everything. And, and we think fighting is great. You know, we're going to, especially the medical industrial uh, complex is talking about fighting cancer, war on cancer, war on other illnesses, on diabetes. We're going to fight this. We're going to fight, 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 fight. And of course they stay very busy doing so, but the health of the community at large, not getting better. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with these chronic conditions, I would, I would say that learning something like the Winslow way, learning how to become a peacemaker instead of a fighter is some of the most important work that people with chronic disease can engage themselves in. Would you agree? Well, absolutely. So that's the basis of many arcane Eastern philosophies like Taoism and Buddhism. Stop fighting and start accepting. Mm -hmm. Go with the flow. That's Zen Buddhism. Yeah. You know, the flow of the water down the hill. When water's flowing down the hill and it meets a boulder, it doesn't try to fight its way through the center of the boulder. It just goes right around that boulder until yeah. enough momentum builds up that it just dis- completely dislodges the boulder all at once. Mm-hmm. That's basic Taoism. So yeah. these philosophies, you know, I didn't make this stuff up. I just studied world cultures and put two and two together to come up with the Winslow Way. And yeah, so the Eastern philosophies have been all about that for a long time. So for instance... In Japan, everybody's heard of the samurai and the Bushido Code. Samurai were the greatest warriors that ever lived, and they never fought. Now, try and understand that, because they never were engaged emotionally in the battle. If In the Bushido Code, if the samurai was feeling a personal vendetta or an anger against his opponent or his enemy, he had to stop the battle. He had to leave the field of battle until he could get his emotions balanced and go back in without any animosity. So they were literally protecting the shogunate and ultimately the shogun through nonviolence and just being. Japanese also came up with ninja technology and all the studies that they do with energy and the movement of flow of currency and so forth and so on. So this is all not based on fighting as everybody thinks it is. You know, we in the West think, oh, these are great fighters who fight and they're angry and they're perturbed it's a whole different mindset they're being something completely different yeah so i didn't make this stuff up yeah it's it's learned it's it's been around a long time and so for the for the listeners out there it can seem like a big jump to learn how to make peace with pain in the body and 
there's a framework for it. There are coaching practices that allow you to th- take like step by step change, right? One foot in front of the other in the direction that is positive. And that's step by step building in a direction that gets the results you want to get and rapidly. I'm into rapid results. Yeah. What I like to do. So people get immediately within the first session. Every time I do a recovery challenge, which begins every uh, 10 weeks, I do a new challenge. Everybody in that challenge gets immediate results. And one or two of them from the very first session are completely out of pain from the very first session because we've turned on a light somewhere within their consciousness. It tells them exactly what to do, and the body just lets go of the fight. Then, of course, they have to follow through with the teachings to rewire the brain and neuroplasticity to make those changes stick in the brain, and they don't understand how to do that until they study what's going on there with neuroplasticity. Yeah. So, yeah, most people are trying to do it by themselves, and, you know, good luck to them. I feel for them. I hope, them, I hope that they get the results they want and have great success. And yet most of the people who come to me, they've been fighting it for years. You've been fighting it for what, six years? I've been fighting it for a while. Yeah, not quite six years, but. Okay, somewhere you've been fighting it for a while before you found the process of reversing the cause and repairing the damage. Exactly. Yeah. And again, there's, there's a specific process to it. And that's what I really want people to understand. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we've, we've talked a fair amount about the stop fighting, and we, we recognize that when the body stops fighting, then the inflammation goes away. Now, right. now we transition into start building. And like Socrates says, the secret of change is to focus all your energy on building the new. So can you talk about that just a little bit? Well, much must be understood. There's a lot to learn with building the new. But basically, it begins, again, with what you're being. Learn how to be what you'd like to experience. Be the change you want to see in your life. Be the change in the world. That's where you begin. And then everything else reveals itself, shows up in a timely manner. And you take your cues accordingly. So that's where it really begins. And we've been talking a lot about that, too. I talk a lot about that, and I write about that in my books, because it's one of the hardest concepts for the Western mind to grasp. It's how to be something. They don't recognize being and doing are two different things. And basically, we are human beings doing things. That's what we are, a being who is doing. But it's interesting to note that being doesn't require doing anything. You can be and not do anything. Like you can be comatose and still be. You can be cataleptic with no movement at all in your body and still be. You can be in a state of meditation, which is a state of non-doing, and still be. So being is independent of doing. Being doesn't require doing. Mm -hmm. But doing requires being. If there's no human being there to do anything, then there's nothing doing. (laughs) Nothing gets done. So these are the two states of human awareness, being and doing. And understanding the difference there is how you master your life. Begins with what you're being, which leads to what you're thinking, speaking, doing, and receiving as a result. And that's the formula for cause and effect, which I call immaculate reception, because it works immaculately by law, natural law, every single time. And people are doing it already. They just don't understand what they're creating in their life because they're being one thing and doing another. They're saying one thing and thinking another. Or they're thinking one thing and doing another. They're out of alignment with being, and they don't understand why they're getting what they're getting in life. And I can tell them immediately, 
All I have to do is look at their life and their situations and the results they've been getting, and I'll tell them what they're doing and, and how to uh, fix that to get what they want. So that's where it all begins. Yeah. And you said something. You said that in the, in the Western world, we're not very well educated on the, the being part. That can be a new concept for a lot of people. But that's just in the Western world. The Eastern world has understood that for, for thousands and thousands of years, correct? Yes, that's right. And the modernization of the world, they're losing it in many places like China doesn't talk much about Taoism too much anymore. Yeah. Now their industrial age has taken them to a different level of awareness. But these ancient uh, discoveries and this ancient awareness still exists in the writings of the masters. Yeah. Because it's the job of the master to live an incredible and inspiring life, which is what you're doing. And then turn out other masters. By your example, you create other masters in the world. Mm -hmm. So these, these ancient teachings will never leave us. Yeah. 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 That's good stuff. <laughs> it's deep. And, and for those of you who, who are interested in this kind of conversation, I definitely encourage you to reach out to Peter and I because we, 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 it's just the tip of the iceberg on this podcast, right? We like to give people ideas and a new way of thinking. And it's, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Well, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yes. They'll know when they're ready for this. When they're ready to be truly happy and pain-free, they'll know it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Most of them are analyzing their life and saying, but why did I do that? Why did this happen to me? And where did that come from? And they need to figure all that stuff out before they're ready to be happy. And that's okay. That's human nature. That's how people are. But when you're truly ready to be happy, it's right there. With, it's already within you. See, that's what they don't think. They think I have to go out and get a Ferrari. Then I can be happy. Go out and get a million bucks or a new house or a new spouse or a new relationship. You don't have to do any of that. In fact, if you're happy first, it makes it a whole lot easier to get a new spouse and a new career and a new yeah. If you're happy, then you can navigate those things much more readily and easily than you could otherwise. Yeah. One thing, totally, it's brilliant. And one thing I love about this way of thinking, this wisdom, is that, so for example, people with AS, a lot of them are waiting for third-party intervention, for a doctor to administer a drug or someone to find a cure. And it leaves them in pain and, and feeling like they can't do anything and, and twiddling their thumbs and wasting their life away because they don't, they don't think they can do anything or they're choosing not to do something. Whereas like in my coaching with you, one thing that was so liberating about it is you completely flipped all of that and you gave me a tremendous amount of responsibility for my health and ownership over my health, which was really the antithesis of a lot of what I was being told by doctors. Yeah, there's not as much money in it. <laughs> for people to take responsible, responsibility for themselves and become healthy on their own, mm -hmm. which is literally the gift of the universe, the gift yeah. of providence to us all. Yeah. It's just not a great business model. Yeah. Now, I'm not bagging on doctors or the medical establishment because we need emergency medicine. It's life-saving. It's incredible. It's it's forward thinking and miraculous. If you get in a car accident and, you know, tear your arm off, you go to the emergency room and they can put it back on and give you medications to take you out of the immediate pain that you're in. 
and then your body can heal itself accordingly. So that's miraculous. We're not opposed to medicine as such, but just remaining in chronic conditions of chronic pain, the word chronic means doctors and drugs don't fix it. That's what chronic means. Mm -hmm. So we have to do that for ourselves, and you can't do it if you have no responsibility. If you're waiting for somebody to do it for you, then you get what you get. Yeah. Some people might be fortunate and pull through, but this is an autoimmune disorder. This isn't liver cancer. You know, this isn't bone cancer. This isn't leukemia. This is something you can do. You can do this. You can do this by yourself, as you've learned. Mm -hmm. Once you learn what to do and how to do it and apply it properly, it gets easier and easier to live your life. When you've got responsibility for your actions and what you're experiencing, then you're no longer a victim. Mm -hmm. Now you become a victor, and that's your walking, living proof of that very, that very thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And one way I like to think of it is, and I encourage everyone out there to take as much ownership over their health as they can. And think about this. If, if we are not willing to take ownership over our life and our health, then we're also forfeiting any ability to do something about it. Right? If we can't take the more responsibility we can take, the more we can change something. If we're not willing to take any responsibility, we've just forfeited our ability to change any outcome. And gave away our personal power. Absolutely. It's a very disempowering feeling. And it leaves people, like I said, in pain, feeling victimized and twiddling their thumbs, waiting for someone else to solve their problems. And that, hey, I did that, I did that for like eight years. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's exactly what that is. And, and there's another way of thinking and another way of living, as we know. Yeah. Yes, another way of being. Yeah. Okay, so thinking about that, thinking about this Socrates quote, the Winslow habit that heals, especially the second part of, of start building. I was flipping through your book, Heal for Real, before our call today. For those of you watching the video version, you can see it here. This was a fantastic resource for me. It still is. And on page 52, you say, change your thoughts and you change your body. How, how does that correlate to the, the starting, the stop fighting and start building concept? Well, it says it all. That's where it all begins, really. So it's a state of being. You know, when you change your thoughts, it's a very famous quote from, uh, I don't even remember who originated it, but many people have repeated it. Change your thoughts, change your life. Because what you think is what you experience. The thoughts are perceptive. So as you believe, so you perceive, so you receive. Mm -hmm. And that's what you achieve and receive in the, in the world. So it all begins with uh, being and thinking. Most people think that it begins with thinking. You know, if I'm thinking something and doing something, then I'm going to receive what I want to get in the world. And that's what most coaches teach how to think positively and act accordingly, act positively. But that's woefully incomplete because there's something that presages and predates and comes before thinking. And that thing that comes before thinking is being. Remember being and doing? Thinking is doing. What are you doing? You're thinking. So being, there, there has to be a human being before any thinking can occur. So being precedes thinking. And whatever you're being leads to what you're thinking. So if you're being depressed, you're going to have depressing thoughts about how depressed you are. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you're being yeah. productive, you're going to have thoughts about how productive you are. 
If you're being happy, you're going to have happy thoughts. And that's how happy people operate, by the way. They're just wired to think happy thoughts, and they look for what makes them happy, and they find it. So the quote that you just brought out from my book, uh, change your thoughts, change your body. The body follows the mind. If you feel that you're healthy, if you feel that you're vital, if you feel that you're happy, you're going to act like it. And the body will take its cues accordingly. It's called the body-mind complex. Bruce Lipton, in his book, uh, in all of his books, in fact, in all of his work, he talks about the fact that the body follows the mind. But The Biology of Belief is a great book I would recommend to everybody to read because he talks about, as you think, so you are. And your body acts accordingly. So if you have all kinds of disempowering, victimized thoughts, your body takes its cues from that inner state of being and acts them out and creates them in your life accordingly. If you think you're strong, if you think that you're capable, if you think that you're able to run a marathon, you're going to train for it. You're going to start acting like it. You're going to get stronger and stronger as you train for the marathon. And then you're going to complete your goal in a timely fashion because the body follows the mind, no matter what condition you're in. That's why we're so inspired by the Paralympics and these guys, you know, who go out there in wheelchairs and play soccer. They think they can do it and they're doing it. And so to the best of their ability, their body is following their mind into that victory. And they're highly celebrated and very inspirational for the rest of us. Yeah. That's an example of how the body follows the mind. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true in every case. I explain all that stuff in the books, by the way. I mean, the pages and pages and pages of how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So for someone who's listening to this and they're like, okay, this, this being concept is pretty, is pretty new to me. Like I have AS and I want to understand more of what I'm being. What are some maybe like markers to look for or something that's maybe like, a red flag of, of what they, they don't want to be being that they might notice themselves being versus something um, that's, that's more positive. So there are two questions to ask yourself to know what you're being in any given moment. And the red flags, as soon as you see those red flags, just act accordingly, let them go. Don't attach to them by trying to push them away or, you know, get rid of them or fight with them in any way. Just let it go, let it be, and focus again on what you're building. So to know what you're being in any given moment, I, this is one of the secrets of my coaching, and I'll, I'll divulge it now since you've asked. You ask yourself two questions, and the answer to these two questions will tell you what you're being in any given moment, any time mm -hmm. in your life. If you want to know what you're being, ask yourself two questions and answer it honestly. The first question, who am I? Second question, what am I feeling right now? And that will tell you what you're being at any given moment. Yeah. So the who am I question is answered with, you know, I am a victim or I am a person with AS or I am a brilliant, brilliant man or I'm a fantastic partner or I'm a riverboat captain or, you know, whatever your I am is, will tell you what you're being in that moment. And what am I feeling right now ratifies that in the body. I'm feeling powerful right now. I'm feeling helpful and useful right now. That's what I'm being. I'm being a coach. I'm being useful and helpful right now. That's what I feel and it's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. That's who I am in this moment. Mm -hmm. Good question. That help? Yeah, that's, that's really helpful. Thank you for divulging that information. I can think 
very, and I can see very specific examples of, for example, I talked about the guys trip. The first year on that trip, what I was being is very, very different than, and, and what I was feeling is very, very different than this most recent guys trip years later of like, who am I and what am I feeling? and How am I feeling? And I can see where your coaching model both directly and indirectly taught me how to change the answers to these questions and to become more and more positive and to feel better and better and better. And as we know, the body follows the mind and I let go of the fighting, the inflammation went away and the inflammation went away, pain went away. And that, that psychological loop of, of physical pain causing emotional pain and emotional pain causing physical pain transitioned into feelings of empowerment, feelings of confidence, feelings of health, and the true ability to celebrate. And so at that point, you're halfway home. That's the first half of reversing the cause of your condition. Now to make it stick, you've got to repair the damage. And that's what you've been doing since. And so how do you define damage? Is that, is it, is it, Structural problems in the joints? Is it something in the brain? Yes. Is it? Yes, it's mostly wiring in the brain because pain is experienced in the brain before it's felt in the body. That's why medical anesthetics work so well because they interrupt that signal from the part of the body that's inflamed to the brain. They interrupt that so the brain can't process it with the nervous system and send the sensation back to the afflicted area. Mm -hmm. So the brain is the progenitor of pain, and that's where. Chronic pain lives is in the brain. And we've been trying to fix it in the body. You know, that's what the medical professionals are doing. It's trying to fix the body. It's in the brain. And so you rewire the brain properly through the beliefs and behaviors that I teach. And that creates lasting neuroplasticity that sticks so that now you've repaired the damage. And that's the antidote for chronic pain and illness. Reverse the cause, repair the damage. Simple, two stages, two steps. Instead of taking drugs to try and escape the pain or fight the pain, which is going to come back when the drug wears off, mm -hmm. do it right. Mm -hmm. Remove the cause. And then repair the damage. And that's how we get the long-term results that we get. Yeah. And it's so fun to see how playful people become. <laughs> It's the best part of my job. Yeah, yeah, Peter, I remember you telling me, you're like, the further into darkness we go, the further into light we can go. And people... The deeper into the, into the darkness that we've been, the higher into the light we can ascend. It's a pendulum swing. Yeah, totally. I absolutely get that. And I think about all the people out there in pain that are going to find this podcast or your coaching or my coaching and, and transition from the darkness and the pain into, into play and empowerment and it's so fun to see people make that transition and i kind of constantly relive it when i when i see people do it too and it, it reminds me to to stay light to stay in gratitude and to enjoy enjoy my current health and to celebrate often celebrate often my friend yeah that's what you were doing on your camping trip so this this is a good story very first guy's trip we went on, I could literally barely walk and I was embarrassed. I couldn't play Frisbee when all the guys went out to play Frisbee. I would have to just sit on my ass and 
again, I was being sad. I was being depressed. I was being angry. And, and the condition, the pain just got worse, like until I started to reverse things. And now flash forward to today, we carried a 90 pound canoe a mile and a half up about 500 or more vertical feet through the woods on rocks and stepping over sticks. And I was the strongest one in the group. I literally, I carried the canoe by myself far further than anyone else. And I was able to be confident and strong. And all the guys were like, damn, Sky, <laughs> like you're a tank, dude. Good work. And it was, it, to me, it felt good. I actually appreciated the exercise because I feel like I've been a little sedentary lately because I've been, I've been coaching a lot, which is great. Yeah. But it was good for well, me that- to get out and use my body. And I was, it's, it's the difference between night and day. Absolutely. Sounds like a good title for your next uh, blog post is I carried the canoe by myself. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Plus, plus a 50-pound backpack. So I'm carrying 110 pounds, 90 of it basically on my head. The canoe's on my You're head. You're an animal. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a fun story of, of success and to be able to share the celebration that that is, the confidence yes. in my body, the confidence in my mind. And it started with finding this book and you on YouTube and then signing on for your coaching practices. And the rest is, is history in the making and it continues to grow. The rest is destiny, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations and good on you. Yeah. You've yeah. done the work, followed the path, and now you're gaining and reaping the rewards. And we're both giving it back to the world. That's the ultimate reward, is to be able to give back. That's another success principle. The more I have, the more I have to give. Mm-hmm. And it cycles. It's called currency. You know, health is a currency. Wealth is a currency. Electricity is a currency, air flows, water flows is a current, air currents, water currents, it's all currency, it's flow. So when we get in the flow, instead of blocking that flow, we let it flow through us by sharing it with others, and it comes back to us refreshed and rejuvenated. Mm. That's one of the success principles, get in the flow of currency. Yeah. Stay on the right side of currency. Okay, So, so with that, people that are interested in more, right? They want to get in this flow of, of abundant health, of abundant ways of thinking. Um, what's the best way they can contact you? And I would love to know, and I'd love for you to say to the audience, when your next recovery challenge group starts, because I know you have one happening now, so it's too late for them to get on, on this one, but the start date of your next one and how they can get involved. Yeah, I don't have the date on the top of my mind, but it's starting this fall. Okay. We've got about another uh, six weeks or so before we begin that uh, challenge. And if people are interested and they want to find out what it is and how it works and what we're doing, go to asrecoverychallenge.com. And if you'd like more information about me and what I'm doing and free resources that I give and all the rest of it, go to asvictors.com and you'll find more there. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you for your wisdom and your time, Peter. Well, it's my pleasure, man. There's nothing I'd rather do than get together with you and chew the fat. It's awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, these, these podcasts are fun. I've absolutely loved watching the audience numbers grow. More and more downloads every time I post one and more and more positive feedback. And I, I really congratulate everyone that's been getting on board, 
signing on for coaching because their lives are getting better and better and better. And, and we get to sit here and, and, and share what we know and we've worked for it. So it's, it's a good place to be. It's a fine way to live a life, my friend. Yeah. Congratulations on your good work and sharing thank, it with the world. Thank you. You as well. And if you're willing, I would love to have you back here for the next show. I think we could work that out. <laughs> cool. Thank you, Peter. See ya. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. What a fun show. One thing I love about having Peter on the show is, is I don't have to create a bunch of content. <laughs> My original plan for the show was to, I kind of thought it was going to be a monologue and I would be telling you guys the things I thought you needed to know. And it's been really fun to have Peter on it to just hear our, our dialogue and how it kind of shifts and we inject it with positivity and life experiences and knowledge and wisdom and some, some tools. And I think that it really gives you guys a good understanding of, of what's possible. One thing that's really neat is not only do people reduce their pain and get healthier, they create friends in, in that time period as well. And you can hear that with Peter and I. We've become friends when we have a like experience. We get to share that with someone, especially something as meaningful as reclaiming our lives from ankylosing spondylitis. It creates a network of friendships all over the place. My network of friends right now is global. That's something I'm really, really grateful for. So in thinking of, of celebration, that's something that I could certainly celebrate. Because when I think of some of the people that are the closest to me, that I really look up to, even though they might be in a different country, it's people that have healed from AS. And so I invite you into that circle. I invite you into our network to become one of those people yourselves. Also, think about the difference between being happy and doing something to create happiness. Because that right there, the, the constant thinking that we need to do something to create a feeling of happiness is not only a trap, but it leads us to stress. It leads us to constantly be striving, working towards something. There's nothing wrong with working towards something you find meaningful. There can be a lot of joy and goodness in that. And it's important to calm down and to relax and to give ourselves a break and to let go of struggle and start taking accountability for ourselves and being happy for the small things in life. And for those of you with ankylosing spondylitis, pain is a huge motivator. Pain is a huge catalyst. And that right there can really push us into looking at life through a different lens, through a different perspective. I'll tell you right now that it took me living in chronic pain, devastating, crippling chronic pain for years, having so many things taken away from me, my ability to play, my ability to work, my ability to sleep, for me to begin a practice of wellness, which is what ultimately Peter taught to me and what I teach to my clients now as well. And it's that practice of wellness that has gifted me such a unique understanding and experience in the world. It's something that's completely achievable by you as well, if you allow yourself the time to do it. It's like Peter said in this episode, we have to learn how to do it. That is the gift of having a coach. That is a gift of 
having someone walk you through the process step by step. I love recommending books to people, and I frequently do. The one thing, though, is I've started slowing down doing it because someone can read a book and it can give them some ideas. But it doesn't change the way the brain is really working. One of the ironic things is like we can read a book that has all the answers in it, but we're filtering all of that through the same parts of our brain that are causing a lot of the illness in our body. And so it takes someone who's live in action with us talking to see some of the patterns we're having that are creating the illness in our bodies. A book will give you some knowledge, but it's not necessarily going to call you out on the patterns because you're not going to see them because we're living in those patterns all the time. One of the most beneficial things that someone like Peter or I can do for anyone or what other people can do for us is to call us out on patterns that they see that are not serving us, that are not helping. They're not moving us in the direction that we desire to go. So that, that's a really important thing. The things you can do, begin to cultivate your practice of wellness. I want you on the right side of health. Like Peter said, health and abundance and wealth, they're a currency, they're a flow of energy. I want you in the currency of abundant health. So where you can take responsibility for your health and where you can apply these principles, do it, do it, do it. Begin reversing the cause. Begin repairing the damage so that you can return to play and return to feeling good. What I want for you more than anything and the impetus for building this podcast, it's an education platform. It's teaching people how to be well. Not, not to go out and find health outside of them. It's to be well. What I don't want you to do is to be in the cycle of just taking drugs until they wear off and then the pain comes back. And then you take more drugs and they wear off and the pain comes back. So understanding this is an art form. It's a mindfulness practice. And there's a growing community worldwide that's doing it. And like I said, I invite you into it. A quick disclaimer, Peter and I, as you know, we're not doctors. We're not practicing medicine. We're teaching mind-body medicine. We're teaching mind-body awareness. But we are not curing disease, and we are not, we are not treating any medical conditions medically, right? That's just not what we're doing. And what you realize from like my canoe story, for example, we can be really successful. My story of carrying that canoe, going from a place of years ago, not even being able to walk very well or play Frisbee and being really embarrassed about what my life was looking like and who I was becoming and, and the prognosis given to me by doctors was really, really scary. And now, flash forward to present moment, carrying the canoe and enjoying it, having fun with it, loving the fact that I could carry it, is a gift that is just absolutely valuable. Reclaiming my life from AS was the most empowering experience of my life. 
it has built so much confidence in who I am and what I'm capable of. And I say this because I want you to feel it. That is the goal, is to lift and assist and help as many people out of unnecessary suffering and physical pain as possible. And as you know, I think that as you can feel in your heart, it's possible for you. And that's the whole thing. That's, that's why we're here. Peter and I, yes, we have successful businesses from it because we've learned a lot and we know a lot. And the ultimate goal is to help people let go of pain and live much more empowered lives than they would be otherwise. So if that excites you, if that is something that, that you say hell yes to, reach out to us. Like we are, we are smart, we care, we are goofy, we are, we are all the things. We are fully human. And we have learned from these experiences a profound level of, of knowledge that is really something that we're both grateful to be sharing. So on that note, everyone, I, I wish you the best. I wish you well. I encourage you to ask me questions because I might answer them in the video or on the podcast and reach out to me. Go to skydenton.com. Look at my coaching. I encourage you. It's, uh, I really have a, a fast track to AS Freedom coaching model that I'm working with. And AS Freedom is a state of mind and it's a state of body. And it's where we are free to live the lives we want to live. We're not living in pain. We're not controlled by pain. And we're not controlled by limited diets. We can live how we want to live. We can express ourselves freely. And we can return to play. That excites me so much is our ability, all of us worldwide, to overcome challenges, to learn from experiences, to turn pain into wisdom, and to return to play. So if I can assist you with any of that, I would be honored in doing so. And until next time, I wish you the best. Good luck with all of this. Listen to it again and again. And send me an email when you're ready to connect. And we will set up a time to have a consultation. And we can just talk and, and see if this kind of coaching is right for you. And if not, enjoy the podcasts. Check out the YouTube channel. Go to my website, enter your email get the videos that I talk about the three most important things I've learned in 12 years of understanding the mind body connection and from healing from disease and watching other people and assisting other people do the same. Those videos are a great place for you to start. And all you have to do is enter your email. So with that, I'm wishing you all the very best and I will see you all again soon.